How am I looking? Do I look tanned? Get rid of the glare. Do I look tanned at all? Any response to the tan look? Thank you very much. Getting a little bit of the tan look there. Want to say thank you to uh, Pastor Adam and Pastor Jess, first of all, just for all the great work that they've been doing uh, while we were away. And uh, I'll have a little bit more to say about that. But Pastor Jess, Pastor Adam and the board have been working hard just to keep everybody connected during these unprecedented times. And they certainly are unprecedented uh, times. Um, and I'm just so happy uh, to be able to connect with you on a Sunday morning. It's good to see everybody, even if it's just a little uh, picture of you up on the uh, my iPhone 6 SE. I hope the quality is okay for everybody. Um, just let me just make a couple of comments. Uh, just so you know, I've been in the loop the last few weeks. I know that uh, the Giesbricks have lost John, and John Wilms has been lost to his family. I know some of the people have been in the hospital. I've been in personal contact with all of them, talked to them all, or at least their spouse if they were too sick to talk to me in the hospital. And uh, the board and the staff has just been keeping me up to date on everything. And uh, it's nice to be physically back in the country. It's nice to be physically back at home. Um, it was a little bit surreal uh, from Florida. Um, it was like two different worlds when we were down there. You'd go to a Walmart to get something and there'd be lots of this and lots of that. But like up here, no toilet paper, no tissue, no cleaners and even bottled water uh, was, was in short supply. <clears throat> they started handing it out at the back uh, door, so to speak, that you could only get one or two of these kinds of things. And then you'd go down a road and you'd see all these tourist restaurants and the restaurants were filled with people. Like the restaurants were packed. We didn't go into them, but you could see the parking lots were absolutely packed. It was just so strange. Um, it was like some people were taking this serious and other people were oblivious to it. We tried to get back a little earlier, uh, hearing all of the things that they were talking about, borders being closed, at least, you know, for, for some reasons. And uh, part of our family couldn't get an earlier flight, so that held us up for a couple more days. But we're all back, Taylor and Darren and Cohen and our family's back. <clears throat> We've got 14 days of isolation, and we're almost into day two. So Bev, Karen, myself, and my son Kyle, who was with us, are going to do 14 days together. And like I said, this afternoon at around 2 o'clock, it's officially day two. So the question to the church is, will there be anything left of the Horner family after 14 days? Or will we have absolutely frustrated and confused and bothered one another to the point that... Uh, we will not have to worry about moving on beyond the door because we will have beat each other up. I see that uh, Doreen and Jim are on day five. Mitch and Amanda, I think, are on day seven. I don't know if we have any more restrictions than some of you do anyways. I mean, even if you can go out, where are you going to go? Um, 
I see that it says like it seems like lost sound. Can you hear me now? Can you guys hear me or is the sound back? I'm not sure why we would have lost sound. Let me know. Everything's okay? Okay, not sure why someone would have lost sound. It might have been just somebody's particular phone. I know sometimes the uh, the internet connection is, uh, you know, rebooting those kinds of things. Yeah, Housen's day eight. Yeah, okay, good, I see the sound is back. Anyways, uh, let me let me just say a couple of things here. I don't want to take up all of your morning. Um, I, I told you a little bit of our story in Florida and just kind of getting home. I know others had similar stories. Chris and Sarah Baker probably have the best turnaround story in history. How quick can you go to Florida and then come home again? What I'm really interested to know from the Bakers is what did their boys think of the quick turnaround? And that's maybe for another day, but... Lots of, uh, lots of stories out there. Um, as you know, we are in unprecedented times. I, I can't remember anything like this ever. And I'm almost 60 now. Uh, you know, there's been bird flus and there's been Legionnaire's disease and there's been SARS and uh, Tzika or whatever that was called uh, back in the day. There's been all kinds of things. But this certainly seems like the strangest, biggest thing that's affecting uh, the world. And uh, it just seems weird that we've gone from having church together to now we're doing this over, you know, Facebook Live. And I guess we should thank God for technology, but also very aware that not everybody's plugged into technology so not everybody is getting a piece of this, and uh, that becomes an ongoing task for the church leadership to make sure that everybody is connected. Now that I'm physically here, you can imagine I will be making lots of phone calls. Can't see anybody for a long time, maybe, but be making lots of phone calls and emails and such. And uh, as Pastor Adam asked you, you guys just continue to do that as well. We need to take care of one another. We're used to gathering and this is, is gonna be a challenge for all of us. Um, the board is working hard, uh, you know, behind the scenes and as best as they possibly can to make sure that the building program is being watched. We know that the workers are in there doing their job and will for as long as they can. Uh, the church is in the midst of uh, finalizing the financing, those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, we're making sure that we're running as lean as we possibly can because we do know that this is going to uh, affect our finances in some way. Um, you know, it, there's no question we've already seen a bit of a downturn in that. And there's good reasons for that. It's not just about accessibility to the church, but we have real concerns about employment. You heard the numbers the other day, 500,000 people uh, applied for employment insurance benefits in a week <clears throat> that's a staggering number. It's likely only going to go up. We know the government's pouring billions into the economy to try to help things. So there's a lot of uncertainty out there, and we recognize that as leadership, and uh, we're not looking at putting extra burdens on people, but we trust, excuse me a minute, we trust as, as you can, you take care of the church to the best of your ability as God provides, and we're going to do our best as a leadership to make sure that you guys are cared for uh, as well. 
let me get into the, the message this morning. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, if you've got a Bible somewhere, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. This probably is not a surprise that I would go to a text like this. Um, and in this text, it says this. Be anxious about nothing, but everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that passes or transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then after that, it goes on to talking about thinking on these things. Whatever is true, pure, lovey, loving, commendable, excellent, anything that is praiseworthy, Think on these things. And so I, I want to deal with all of this uh, for you this morning because I, I do think that there is a level of anxiety that all of us are feeling. I, I think I noticed it the first time when I was in the Walmart in Florida and realized that there were basic items that we couldn't get. And I noticed myself picking up my pace walking down the aisles trying to find stuff. You know, in a sense, trying to beat somebody else uh, to the item. And I, I just had to kind of, you know, in my head, stop and say, Brent, chill. You're on holidays. None of this stuff you really need in the first place. You'll be fine. But I found myself getting caught up in that. I better get this. And we've noticed that people have been hoarding because people are anxious about, will there be things that I need a week from now, two weeks from now? <clears throat> a month from now, right? Those kinds of things are, are on our minds. And so somewhere along the line, the Lord knew through the Holy Spirit that uh, as church folk, we were going to come into times where there would be levels of anxiety. It's interesting as Paul is writing this passage or it's being penned for him in Philippians 4, um, he's in jail. He's actually in prison. Uh, and here's a guy in prison, not sure what his fate is going to be, writing to a church that's not in prison, basically telling them, hey, don't stress, it's all going to be okay. Don't be anxious about anything. Just seems a little bit strange, right? The guy in jail is trying to calm down the people that aren't in jail. But those words are eternal and they're for us today. And he says this, he says, be anxious about nothing. Now, in the midst of this very real situation where there is all kinds of levels of anxiety, when we're told by Paul to be anxious about nothing, we might say to Paul, hey, Paul, uh, well, there's some good reasons to be anxious. Uh, if Paul was here today and he was watching our news and listening to our news, he would see that there's all kinds of reasons to be anxious. There's a pandemic. It's affecting the whole world. Uh, there's uh, economic stress like we haven't seen in a hundred years. Uh, there's uncertainty about jobs. Uh, will I be able to go to work? Will I be laid off if I'm working for a small company or firm? Will that firm be able to survive this? Those kinds of things. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons to be concerned. If you're out shopping for the necessities, you're keeping distance, right? Social distancing. You're, you're being careful. Uh, you're suspect if somebody's got a cough or clearing their throat, right? Like what's going on? There's all kinds of reasons to be anxious. Yet after I've just given you all kinds of reasons to be anxious, the Apostle Paul says this, be anxious about nothing. 
He doesn't say be anxious about a few things. You know what? There are some things that reach the level of anxiety. And hey, it's okay. Be anxious about those things. Don't sweat the small stuff, but sweat the big stuff. Paul says, don't sweat anything. Now, again, as I've given you a small list of the things that we could be anxious about and be feeling already a little bit anxious about, I think we need to admit this. We are feeling anxious. There are some things that really bother us. The uncertainty isn't good. Concerned about my health. Uh, that's, a, that's a worry. That's a concern to me. So when Paul tells us not to be anxious about things, and we know we're anxious about things, how do we get past that? You've heard people say, well, you know, we're going to get through this. We're going to come out the other side. This isn't going to last forever. And I'm not a prophet. Uh, but probably true, right? We're probably going to come out on the other side of this, whatever that looks like and however long it takes. But while we're in the midst of this, how do we make sure that we have quality life when we're social distancing, when we're not as connected as we used to, when we've, we've surrendered some of our freedoms for the benefit of all? How do, we, how do we do that? What's the action plan? What's the plan of attack? So let's look at this in Philippians chapter 4, 6 to 8. Be anxious about nothing, but what does he say? But everything, everything, absolutely everything by prayer and petition, everything. The big things and the little things. The big things that we would sweat, the small things that maybe we would sweat and we know that we shouldn't. Paul says everything. Folks, if you've got a concern or you're feeling anxious about something, Pray about it. Speak to God about it. Take it to God. Take it to our shepherd. Take it to the great shepherd. Take it to the one who walks with us in the valleys and in the mountains and all the in-between places. You need to take that to God. You need to pray about that. Now, you've heard me say many times in the past, we leak, meaning that we seem to build ourselves up and then we take a step back. I would encourage you to remember that, that as fallen individuals filled with the Holy Spirit, we need to keep on being filled with the Spirit. We leak. And so you need to keep praying. You need to keep in the scriptures. You need to keep encouraging one another. It's not like you take a little bit of scripture today and that's going to do you the next six weeks. That's not how this works. Every day, every time you take things to the Lord in prayer, everything in prayer and petition and the Apostle Paul differentiates those words, prayer and petition. They kind of mean the same thing, but they don't. Prayer can be a more general thing. Petition can be a more specific thing. Are there specific things that are concerning you, making you anxious? Then pray about those things specifically. In faith, trust in God, but pray about those things specifically. We recognize we're in unprecedented days that you... you you don't know exactly what the latest news thing is going to bring to you, the latest numbers, but everything by prayer and petition, you bring that to God. Now, what's that going to do? It's not like God doesn't already know about these things. He knows about our needs. So it's not like we're saying, hey, God, did you notice what's going on down here? He already knows what's going on down here. This is more about us than about him. 
God's going to do what God's going to do. God's going to heal people or God's going to bring wisdom to people, science, medicine, treatment, whatever it is. God's going to do his part. We know that. But in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this uncertainty, we want to make sure that we aren't anxious about anything, that it's not consuming us, that we're not losing the victory because that's what anxiety does. Anxiety kills faith. It, it, it destroys the victory in us. It steals hope. It preoccupies us. It puts us in a bad mood. I mean, it just messes with us at every level, spiritually, emotionally, physically. It just does a number on us. And God doesn't want anything doing a number on you. He wants you to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. The idea of this is there are still much to be thankful for, right? Not just the past blessings, but the blessings that you have now. These are difficult, strange, and unusual times, but there are blessings. I'm self-isolating now with three of my family members. I haven't seen this much of Kyle in a long, long time. I think it's good to have him here. I'll let you know in a couple of weeks' time. But there are blessings. Some of you have reached out to people that you haven't normally reached out to. Some of you have made a phone call to somebody and say, hey, look, is there anything that you need at home? Are there some groceries that I could pick up for you? Somebody has prayed for you and encouraged you. There are blessings. The blessing might be this. You're healthy. You're just doing well. And so we are, we are grateful for that. And so everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Do not have ungrateful hearts with thanksgiving. That's talking about, hey, we're in a tough time, but we believe God's going to take us through this. And he is. So what else will happen? Everything with thanksgiving by prayer and petition. And what's going to happen? And the peace of God. There's going to be a peace that comes from God that is going to strengthen. You are not going to fall to pieces. You are not going to fall apart. God is going to bring you his peace. Jesus said in the upper room in John 14 and 27, when he was speaking with his disciples, when he knew he was going to lay his life down and everything seemed like it was going to unravel in their lives. Jesus said this, the peace I give you was not like the peace that the world gives you. It's a whole other kind of peace. And so this peace of God will do what? This peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. I love the way the Holy Spirit had Paul write that. Guard your hearts and your minds, your emotions, your feelings, and the intellect. Because both of those can become challenging to rule over. We get anxious in our hearts. We don't feel right physically. We don't feel right emotionally. We just don't feel right at all. And our minds start wandering. What about this? What about that? What if this happens? What if that happens, right? The what ifs. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. You're looking for that in your prayers and petitions with thanksgiving, that a peace is going to guard your hearts and minds. Now, someone might say, well, that's going to be challenging at this time. Look what the Bible goes on to say. The peace of God that transcends all understanding. It means this. There might be all kinds of natural reasons to panic and worry, but there is a peace of God that transcends all understanding. Again, it's not a peace that the world can bring. 
It's a peace that comes from God. It's a peace that comes through the Holy Spirit. It's a peace that comes through prayer and reading of the scriptures. It's a peace that comes that when you connect with one another, that you speak words of life and words of encouragement to one another. And guess what? God starts supernaturally working a peace in you so that we don't fall to pieces, but we have the peace of God. There is a supernatural peace. The government can't bring it. The doctors can't bring it. The scientists can't bring it. It's a supernatural peace that comes from God and the spiritual gifts that God gives to us. And so he goes on to say this, be anxious about nothing, everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that's kind of this prayer time. And then he says this, after you're done praying, start thinking on these things, right? Because the Bible says that we can pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. But we also know that we can get on with our day, whatever that day looks like at home or at work or whatever's going on in, in your new life right now. But he says, during, during your, your waking times, Think on these things. And what does he say? <clears throat> Excuse me again. Whatever's true, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, anything praiseworthy, think upon these things. Why? Because right now what you and I are doing is we're thinking on a lot of negative things, right? I mean, you know, the church family knows that uh, I'm a news junkie. I love my news. And I've had to control my viewing, my, my time on the TV a little bit because I'm like a sponge with this stuff. I'm going from channel to channel, American to Canadian news, trying to find out what's going on, what's the latest thing. What happens is, is I can become preoccupied with that. I can become preoccupied with how is the church family doing? How are the finances doing? We're in a building program. Seems like a really bad time to be in a building program right now, right? Seems like it. But... If I think on those things, I'm going to fall to pieces. I'm going to lose my peace. So I have to give thanks for all of the, the true things, the pure things, the lovely things, the commendable things, the excellent things, anything that is praiseworthy. The Bible says, think on these things. So take, take stock right now. What are you thinking about? Where's your mind going? Where's your thought life going? Where's your quiet moments going? Think on the good things. Be intentional about thinking on the good things. Be intentional. Give thanks. You can't pray without thanksgiving if you're not being intentional about thinking on the good things. Think about the good things. And then Paul says this. Uh, the NIV says it this way particularly. Practice these things. Paul says the things that you've seen and learned from me, practice these things. Practice. Practice means what? Practice these things until they become a part of you. You're going to find you're going to become a little bit anxious. You're going to be fine that while you're trying to think on good things, that your mind is going to go to negative things. Paul says, look, it, it doesn't happen in five seconds or five minutes. Maybe it doesn't even happen in five days. But practice these things. The things that you've seen me do, practice these things. Paul says, look, as a spiritual mentor, as someone solid in the faith, as someone that's been through some tough times, Think about these things. Practice what you've seen me do. You know what works in my life. 
You've seen the maturity there. So we need to look to one another for that kind of encouragement. We need to remember those that have gone before us and, and how they've managed difficult times. Maybe it's a grandma or a grandpa. Maybe it's a mom or a dad. Maybe it's an aunt or an uncle. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's a Sunday school teacher. Maybe it's a family member, a friend. But you've seen how they deal with tough times, how they lean into God rather than pulling away. Practice those things. And practice makes... Perfect. Well, I'm not sure any of us are going to be perfect, but practice certainly makes for a better Christian. Practice makes for a more solid faith. Practice makes for less anxiety. So I just feel like I could share so much with you that I could say so much more, but what I'm going to try to do is limit myself a little bit Sunday to Sunday. Pastor Adam mentioned I'm going to be doing a Bible study on Wednesdays. Uh, don't worry, it's not going to be the end of Revelation. It'll be something standalone each Wednesday at 6.30. Um, likely going to be from the Psalms. Likely going to take a chunk of Psalm or a, a Psalm and just work through that. Um, by the way, I'm seeing the Dale Rattan all the way from Honduras, from Tegucigalpa. Honduras is, is checking in and uh, making a comment. Uh, he liked the beard. Uh, thanks, Dale. Appreciate that. Wife, not so much. Not so much. So I'll be connecting with you on Wednesday nights uh, from the Psalms and just trying to build faith for everybody. Um, those in the church, those that may not be a part of our church family, you may be just uh, connected to somebody in the church family. You're kind of wondering how the church is handling these things. Uh, the church is feeling it like everybody else. We're feeling it like everybody else, but we're hoping that our response is that of people that know their Lord and that know that God's going to help us through this and that he wants us to help others through this. This is a great chance for the, uh, the church, especially as individuals, to reach out to others in love and uh, to show them the kindness of Christ or any kind of practical help. It's difficult for us right now to minister in groups, but uh, there's nothing saying that we can't do things uh, individually or as a family. I want you to know that we have been overwhelmed by the expression of love. The people that have brought us groceries at a safe distance, but have brought us groceries, have checked in with us, that have checked in with other people that we know about, have called some of our seniors, those kinds of things, and say, hey, how are you doing? What can we do to help? So we need to do that not only with the church family, but as we have opportunity to the community. Um, Essex Gospel is not closed for business. The building is closed for business. The church is not close for business. So one of the ways that we can help one another and not be anxious is to try to focus some of that spirit energy, some of that God's love, some of that Holy Spirit power by redirecting it to other people as best we can during these difficult times and asking God to help us to be mindful of others and, and creative and at the same time safe in how we can be a blessing to others as well. So let me wrap it up for you. Um, this is what I want you to know. Isaiah 54, 17 says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And so whether it's a spiritual weapon, uh, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear, uh, God says, look, that, that's not going to stand. He's given you the answer for anxiety. Everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God will, that transcends all understanding will guard, will protect your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus Focus your thoughts on the good things and the good things that you've learned. Put them into practice. Here's a time to practice all of the good things that you've learned. Who would have ever thought 
that we would be doing this right now, that would be in a time like this. Again, we're going to move on from this. This is going to be a significant note in our history, but who would have ever thought? So practice. Maybe on the other side of this, we're all going to be a better, stronger church, better, stronger individuals, better, stronger families. I certainly hope so. That's the best way to make sure that no weapon forms against us uh, uh, prospers is that we forge stronger weapons in the Lord for our weapons are mighty in the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 10 tells us. Let's pray for supernatural answers to uh, the health situation and the economic emergency that we're in right now. Let's pray for that. And we will as I close. Uh, we have government leaders, we have scientists, we have all kinds of people out there, doctors, nurses doing all kinds of great things. We need to pray for them. Uh, protection, we need to pray for wisdom. Uh, yeah, we'd love a vaccine and all those kinds of things. Let's pray for that. And uh, let's just pray too for the supernatural peace for all of us so that we don't become overwhelmed, right? We don't want to become overwhelmed by this. Um, but let's overwhelm one another with love and prayer and support. So let me wrap up because we don't know if we're carrying something. So help us to take it serious. Help us all, uh, even those not under self-isolation, to be careful while they're out and uh, about. I just pray for that. Um, I, I also pray, Father, that um, you would just uh, give, give those that are working on them, um, Lord, that you would just give them the wisdom that they need. Um, and uh, the support that they need uh, from the government, from finances. Keep them safe while they're working on this. Father, help us to be a church that's still active. Um, again, the building's closed, but the church, the church is alive and well. The church is the body of Christ. And I just pray for supernatural peace for, our, for those of us that are feeling anxious. Help us to take this passage of Scripture to heart. Help us to practice it. Help us to pray it. Help us to study it. Lord, help us to not only overcome our own fears, but help others to overcome their fears as well. Help us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, God bless everyone. I'm going to be signing off for Karen and our family. We trust that you and your family is doing well. Be looking forward to connecting with you Wednesday night at 6.30 with the first song that we'll talk about. Try to make it as applicable as possible uh, to everybody um, that's uh, going to be tuning in. God bless. Love you a lot. Take care. Bye-bye.